It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am your host, Jamie Arrington. Here in the studio with my good friend, Lanny Mixon. How's it going, Lanny? Doing well, buddy. Thanks for coming in and helping me out with the uh, with the training wheels here. Still trying to figure everything out. And, uh, well, we have a lot of fun together anyways. But uh, if you've never listened to To The Top Talk before, basically I'm here every week to give you a break from all of the high, resor- high resource five propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media and talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Here's all the ways you can listen. You can listen to us live Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. We're simulcast in the Hattiesburg area on WFOR, the score, 1400 a.m., and WMXI News Radio 98.1. Also, you can stream it on WMXI.com and the WMXI Radio mobile app. Also, we archive these episodes. They're on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. So subscribe, give us a rating, give us a, a review and whatnot. Thank you for all that in advance. Well, we had a great weekend this weekend. It was homecoming weekend. We got a lot to talk about with that. And I'm going to do something that I did a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to do a Southern Miss versus Marshall recap. Basically, what I did was I went around all weekend, recorded kind of like thoughts throughout the day, interviewed different people that I ran into. We have a former Southern Miss basketball star who actually is going to be on this episode. So in the next segment, we're going to bring you all that. But let's talk a little bit. Uh, Before we get started with all that, I want to talk about the big story of the week. Jamie Collins, uh, one of the best, if not the best, linebacker in the National Football League, was traded by the New England Patriots. Yes, traded to the Cleveland Browns for a third-round pick. Now, Jamie's contract was going to expire this year. He was going to hit the free agent market, but still kind of a wacky move. And Lanny, for me, it seems even more wacky because the clock is ticking on Tom Brady's career. He's 39 years old. You clearly have a shot at another Super Bowl this year. Why would you get rid of one of the best pieces of your defense? You know, I'm not going to be able to pretend that I'm going to be able to get into Bill Bill Belichick's head. But, you know, they had three young defensive players who were all coming up for the big money this year that they either had to had to allow to go to free agency, re-sign them before the season was over, or, um, you know, slap a franchise tag on one of them. They eliminated two of those, and now it looks like, um, you know, it looks like they, they're kind of set in the direction that they're going. But the bottom line is, man, um, this is typical Belichick. He does not pay big, and that franchise does not pay big money to anybody not named Tom Brady. I would think that, you know, they got a third-round pick for him. You would have got a compensatory pick in another year after that um, if if Jamie would have walked. I would have thought you would at least hang on to him until the end of the year just to try to make that Super Bowl run. Because, I mean, me personally, that's a that's a huge blow to the defense. It is. It is. And, you know, I, I think that the New England Patriots, whether they – they're arrogant enough to believe that they don't that, – that the only guy that is really indispensable in that program is Tom Brady. And from what we saw earlier this year during his su- suspension, I'm not so sure he's all that, you know, that he isn't indispensable – that he dis- isn't dispensable as well. But – 
either rightly or wrongly, man, they feel like that they're the type of program that can get the job done without Jamie Collins, and they're going to give it a shot, Jamie. Well, Jamie Collins is about to get paid. There's there's no other way to put it. He In his rookie contract, he's in the last year of that, averaging a little over 940000 per year. He reportedly turned down an extension with the Patriots for $11 million a year, but uh, the rumors, according to Adam Schefter, he was going to ask for Von Miller money, which is in the range of $19.5 million a year. Mm-hmm. So if the Browns do put the franchise tag on him, he's going to make $15 million. Yep. So at a minimum, Jamie's going to be making $15 million next year. And the Browns have over $50 million a year in cap room. You know, the, a lot of their good, you know, a lot of their talent or young players that are still on those rookie contracts, they've got plenty of money to throw around. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, but I kind of get got the feeling that there was plenty of negotiations going on behind the behind the uh, the curtain, and that if if they were not if they were not ready to pay Jamie somewhere between fifteen and sixteen and a half million dollars a year, because I think that's what the final contract is going to end up being, um, that they wouldn't have made the move to get him. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know, with with Jamie, and, and I don't know if you remember this. Adelius Thomas kind of fell out of favor there towards the end of his run in in, in New England. So I, I, it's kind of like Belichick will use these guys for what they're worth, get what he can out of them, and then and then move on. That's their mo. Well, guys, when we come back from the break, we're going to go right into our recap of Southern Miss and Marshall Homecoming Weekend. We've got a lot of guests. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come right back to us right here on To the Top Talk on the Score and News Radio ninety eight one. back with to the top talk we're gonna go right into this I, I give you my recap of the southern miss versus marshall homecoming weekend enjoy it is 1 39 p.m friday october the 28th homecoming weekend southern miss versus marshall we got it kicked off in a major way today went to the friday Luncheon at Mugshots, where a few of the coaches spoke, and then me at Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey came out to campus to set up our tent, and good news, we got our tailgating spot this time. Right, yeah, we got the original spot back. Um, Hopefully it'll bring us some luck this weekend. I hope so, too. Uh, We'll take any kind of luck or any kind of good fortune that we can get. Marshall's coach is named Doc Holliday. What a dumb name for a coach. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, it only looks dumb when they're losing, which they are right now, so hopefully we can continue that trend. Yeah, I mean, I think he's beat us the last five times we've played him, so I really can't say anything. I mean, it's really, it's kind of a cool name, but it's kind of a dumb name, too. Like, I don't know, I just, I don't don't even know the guy, but uh, hopefully his team falls apart tomorrow. Well, it's lots of tents getting set up out here today, so hopefully we have a packed house tomorrow, lots of good-looking weather out here. So uh, I guess by the time everybody hears this, that's going to be irrelevant because it will have already passed. We're ready to go. We're focused. We're motivated. Big weekend this weekend. we got a lot of folks coming to town. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to live up to the uh, tailgating legend status. So this week we're breaking out. We're pulling out all the stops. we got the cornhole board set up again. I'll be making my... Uh my, my famous chicken that I make one time a year. We're going to have ribs. Um, we got people coming in from all over. 
Um, so I'd like to invite everybody to come on out. And there's 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 more tents out at this point than there normally is for, for uh, any game so far this year. So really looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, I love the rib guy, man. I don't even remember, remember his name. Maybe we'll talk to him tomorrow and see what's up. But uh, we're out here. We're set up. We're ready to go. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll just wait till tomorrow from here. I don't know. Val Kilmer is a way better Doc Holiday. Val Kilmer is a way better Doc Holiday. Doc Sadler is a way better Doc Holiday. <laughs> it is 5.31 p.m. on Friday, and I'm here with everyone's favorite guest, from the Southern Miss versus Rice recap, I'm here with Lucy the Cat. Lucy, does Marshall have a chance of winning the game this weekend? Do you think they're going to be able to stop Nick Mullins? What do you think about the defense's ability to stop the big play? Do you think Southern Miss can go on a five-game winning streak? All right, well, I guess not. It is now... 10:01 Friday night, homecoming eve. We went out and did all of our homecoming shopping to get all of the goodies that we need for tomorrow, adult beverage and candy and the like. So I'm sitting here with the wife, Melissa. The Cubbies are down one to nothing right now in the eighth. So uh, we got we got to catch the end of that before uh, I go into a slight coma to prepare myself for tomorrow i'm here with the wife the lovely melissa melissa what are you doing right now i am making my world famous rice krispie treats for tailgate tomorrow world famous rice krispie treats now rice krispie treats are indeed world famous but what makes these special i make these every year for the halloween game and these have a little treat inside. They're Reese's peanut butter filled Rice Krispie treats. So when you bite in there, you get a little surprise. You get two surprises because the Reese's are filled with peanut butter, and then the Rice Krispie treats are filled with Reese's. Exactly. And this year, and this year, I did something special. I made them orange, kind of like a pumpkin. What you sipping on there? Got a little my little favorite Friday night beverage, my little bubbly prosecco. All right, now it's a party. I'll see you guys in the morning. No. It's Saturday at The Rock. It is now 12.31 p.m. The homecoming parade just ended a little while ago. I drove by there. Jam-packed. Lots of people out. If that's any indication, should be a great crowd on campus and at the game today. Uh, John Cox was the grand marshal of the parade. And like I said, I didn't I didn't stick around for the parade. Just trying to get everything in order for today. But... uh I wonder how it went down, you know? Like, hey, kid, here, I, here I'm throwing you some candy. Oh, and he catches it. Oh, and he drops it. I don't know how my bad John Cox impressions turning into Will Ferrell's Harry Carey. Yeah, ma'am, if you like Southern Miss. Oh, yeah, Southern Miss. If you like some beads, uh, you, you show me your double out lefts, I'll throw you these single out rights. Southern Miss. Jay Hopson. <laughs> Hopsy. Hopsy, as we call him. It is now 1.51 p.m. I've made it out to campus for a few minutes, getting uh, acclimated to the environment here. I'm here with my good friend, Lee. Lee, Kentucky, up 35-7 to in the fourth on Missouri right now. Yeah, it's good. Um, I think that uh, with, with them beating Missouri, I think that's going to make it uh, a really quality win for us in the SEC. I mean, Missouri's pretty terrible, but still, uh, I think that that's really going to help um, with when, when everything shakes down as far as bowls go, uh, that's definitely going to help our situation. 
And if Kentucky win, you know, when Kentucky wins this game now, it looks like uh, they will have five wins on the season. So one more and they're bowl eligible. When we played Kentucky, I mean, we had to play from behind for most of the game. So, I mean, like, it's not they're a terrible team. And, I mean, the fact that they're hanging this many on Missouri, I mean, it really speaks to, you know, their tenacity. I mean, they're definitely trying to get bowl eligibility. You know, their, their side of the conference isn't exactly strong. So, I mean, they've got something to prove. You work here in iTech. You do the sound at the football games. Who picks the music? That would be the bane of my existence, Brent Jones. That explains it. Uh Brent has this thing where he likes to play every song that annoys me just to annoy me. So that's fun tonight uh, because it's Halloween theme. You're probably going to hear the the Halloween uh, from from the movie Halloween theme song at least 50 times. It makes no sense, but he's going to play it because he likes it. So you'll have that Chris Brown country music. And, and you're going to hear, you're probably going to see the nightmare video, uh, the Avenged Sevenfold. He saves that one every year. We still have players from 2012 in, uh, in that video, so that's nice. It is now 2.26 p.m. out here on campus, getting fired up, getting rowdy. I'm here with my man, Jaden Cooper. How you doing today? I'm good. What's up, Mommy? Not much. Good to be out here. So what are your thoughts on the game today? We have to stop the big play. And where's all the offense gone? I don't know. Hopefully they show up today. Do you think the Golden Eagles are going to win today? If we can limit turnovers. We have a A shot. I agree. Out here on campus, 2.30, you never know who you're going to run into. Former Southern Miss basketball player, Jason Forte. First question, you got any eligibility left? Man, I I think I got at least uh, one year, year and a half. A year and a, and a semester. Uh, I wish I did, man. I just came from watching the guys, man. I, I was like, man, I need to be out there again. I agree. You look you look a little stout, man. You look a little swole right now. Man, I get that all the time. They starting to compare me to uh, Dwayne Johnson now. But, you know, I just I hit, hit the weights pretty hard. I've been working out uh past 10 years playing professional, so you got to keep that body in shape. How's that going? You've been overseas. How's that been going for you? Man, everything's been going great, man. Uh, you know. Ten years, man. That's a lot of lot of that longevity. But now I've been blessed to do it, man. Uh, homegrown guy from Jasper County, man. I'm right up the street. This is home, and I'm glad to be back. Campus has changed a lot since you've been away, hasn't it? Man, it's changed super, a lot. From I mean, no commons, uh, no Elam arms. I mean, it's really changed a lot. Uh, and then Reed Green is actually so much different now. Uh, I mean, this is it's, it's, I guess you just say it evolved. I mean, we had to. The old, uh, old, old Reed Green. So it's just new, man. It's, it's, it's something new. It's something new. We still got that LED board for the scoreboard right now. Hopefully we can replace that at some point. Man, it's, it's about time for that. Uh, I mean, that thing's been there since MK Turk. So God bless his soul. But that thing's been there for a long time. Well, hey, man, great to have you. Uh, good to see you back here on campus. Any final thoughts for the Southern Miss fans out there? Man, all, all the Southern Miss fans keep supporting uh, all the sports you know, it's just, it's just good to be home, man. Uh, just love you guys, miss you guys, and uh, Southern Miss to the top. It is 3.39. We're about to head over to Eagle Walk. I am here with everybody's favorite Hosey brother, Justin Hosey. How's it going today, Justin? Good. Uh, homecoming, so, you know, can't beat it. Now, your older brother is Nathan Hosey. Where did your parents go wrong? I'm really not sure. He just uh, he just stayed away from Southern Miss too long, probably, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. What do you think about the game today? It should be interesting. 
Um, <laughs> the last two games have been a little iffy, iffy, but Marshall, they're down, so I think I think we should have a, a good showing, get it together. I think so, too. So back to your brother. Like, he's the worst. Do you agree? Uh, I mean, you have to. What gives him the right? He just, uh, he's got all this prestigious degrees. I guess he just thinks he's better than us. Yeah, he got a degree from Southern Miss, and then he went to Houston. Yeah. Uh, so he's got he's got that Houston blood in which nobody around here likes. Of course not. I mean, traitor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, two teams, he, he roots for two teams, you know? And good thing, because they're, uh, they're doing bad now, so. <laughs> it is now 4.45. We're sitting here at the tailgate. Went to Eagle Walk a little while ago. I'm sitting here with my man, Jeremy Cooper. How was Eagle Walk? Exhilarating as usual. Exil- it was a packed It was a packed crowd. There was a lot of people out today. It was. Uh, you know, I, I missed the last Eagle Walk, but I was happy to be there today. And, uh, you know, glad to see the support that they're getting at the Eagle Walk. I think it means a lot to the team and the players. I ran into a Marshall fan, and then I backed up and I ran into him again. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should have done it three times a charm, right? I think our guys are going to take care of all of that. What do you think about the game today? Uh, I'm hoping. I've got my fingers crossed. I think today we're going to see a uh, um, change up. Hopefully, uh, we're going to go over the, get over the hump, I, I guess you could say. We've been so close so many times this year already. I think today is going to be a game changer and, and dictate the rest of the season. Do you think we can hit that 42 mark so everybody can get some free jewelry? <laughs> I'm counting on it. I wish I could say that I was in that mix, but uh, hopefully somebody will capitalize from that. It is now 5.18 p.m. We're packing up, getting ready to head into the stadium for Southern Miss to uh, absolutely dominate the Marshall Thundering Herd. I'm here with uh, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. Jason, you, you focused? You motivated? I'm so pumped up, man. I'm fired up. Uh, it's time for us to beat the green off of them. All right, 5 and 19, I guess we're going to head on in. I will talk to you guys at halftime, Southern Miss to the top. It is now halftime. The Golden Eagles have the lead 10 to 7 at the half. If you're Carter's Jewelers, you have to feel pretty good right now about your uh, 42-point wager, so to speak. The Golden Eagles have the lead. I think it's, you know, about 100-something yards. They've held Marshall to, I think it was 128 yards at the half but only have a three-point lead at this point. They've had their opportunities, lots of drop passes in this game, and uh, just some, I, I don't know, the offense just is not clicking like it should be. So hopefully the Golden Eagles can make some adjustments at halftime, recoup, come out and at least get the win, if not the 42 points, and go on to get the victory. A little nervous right now, as uh, we all probably should be at this point. I thought we would come out with a little more fire and put uh, some more points on the board, but it just hasn't happened yet. So hopefully in the second half, they can stop Marshall out of the gate and dominate to get the Golden Eagle victory. Just finished up the game. Southern Miss wins 24-14 over the Marshall Thundering Herd. Uh, Southern Miss, I mean, on the on the stat sheet, really dominated the game. 474 yards compared to 226. And that was before that 40-something yard touchdown bomb at the end. So, I mean, to that point, Southern Miss had them held to 181 yards in the game. So, uh, a masterful defensive performance. Uh, a good offensive performance statistically 
but we couldn't close the deal on uh, several drives. And, you know, hopefully we can get that corrected. A win is a win at this point. We'll take it, especially beating a Marshall team we haven't beat since, what, 2010? It's a win. We'll take it. I mean, uh, dominated statistically, but it, it, it didn't feel, feel exactly like we dominated in the game. There were a lot of points left on the board and did not come close to the 42 points that we were all hoping to score, even though I didn't buy anything from Carter's Jewelers. I was hoping for you guys that we, uh, we hit those 42 points against the Thundering Herd. So great defensive performance. Uh, a great day at, at the Rock and on campus. Uh, Southern Miss wins. 24 to 14, I believe we had a crowd of about 32,000, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't see any numbers that I feel like I, I saw it somewhere. But anyways, a great day at the Rock. That concludes my coverage of Homecoming Weekend. Hope you enjoyed it. Southern Miss to the top. All right, and that was actually uh, the largest crowd in five years. Is that right, Laney? That's right, Jamie. 31 to 75. That's great. I mean, it was it was a great environment there. It was a lot of fun. And I got to give a shout out to my rib guy. Uh, Mr. John Cole always brings the ribs, does a good job. You had a great uh, setup at your tailgate. Hey, no doubt. Night Butcher and Laurel hooked us up. All right, guys. We'll be right back with more To The Top Talk after the break. Welcome back to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Also sitting in the co-pilot speak uh, seat is uh, Lanny Mixon. Good times. Outstanding times. I'm, dude, I'm still recovering from this weekend. I'm st- I'm heavily medicated right now. I mean, I can still drive, but uh, it <laughs> kind is of. kind of, it is, uh, gosh, I don't know what I came down with, uh, food poisoning or uh, some kind of virus. It's been it's been brutal, but uh, and Jason Bailey, the uh, he he came down with it too. So uh, you know, hopefully we'll be ready to go for Saturday. But let's talk a little bit about this Southern Miss Marshall game. Southern Miss got the win, twenty four to fourteen. Great crowd. Uh, Nick Mullins passes Austin Davis as Southern Miss's uh, all time passing leader. Had a three hundred yard performance with one touchdown. Player of the game, of course, was Ito Smith, the offensive player of the game. 140 yards, rushing, two touchdowns. Defensive player of the game, Dylan Bradley, had four tackles and one and a half sacks. And then special teams was was uh, split, Ladarius Harris and Darian Yancey. Now, we were talking about this earlier. You know, what a great performance but this from the Southern Miss defense and a solid performance from the offense. Yet It seemed like there were a lot of fans that were disappointed in the game. You know, it is interesting, and I, I can understand some – I can understand some disappointment because the Southern Miss offense left a lot of points on the field, Jamie. I, I wrote an article for Big Old Nation that the offense was um, was productive, but they weren't terribly efficient. They put a lot of yards on the board. They moved the ball up and down the field, but they didn't score as many points as you would expect from a team that rolled up just under 500 yards of total offense. And I can understand some disappointment, man, but there was some flat out a lot of anger out there among the Southern Miss fan base. And I don't know if they were just bitter over not getting the free jewelry from from Carter's jewelry or, or if it was, um, or if it's a fan base that has forgotten that Southern Miss has one winning season in the last four years. And it's just a, just a few years removed from, you know, the one who will, we will not call his name, you know, completely. Uh, wrecking the Southern Miss football program. 
You know, and I think there's, I think that, you know, I have to remind myself sometimes, like I, I told myself I would never take a win for granted and I don't, I mean, I was really, I was, I was thrilled with the win and I'm like you, I thought we left some points on the board, but I think everybody's gotten accustomed to these high flying up and down the field offenses and a few more catches. And that's what we might've had the other night. Yeah. You can't, you can't deny Southern Miss had, had six outright drops. Yeah. They also had at least three more balls that I thought were catchable balls the wide receivers didn't come up with. And then there were a few others that the defensive backs from Marshall made good plays on. And and let me just kind of talk about that Marshall team just for a second. I can't figure them out, Jamie. This is a team that I had picked to be the, the East Division champion, or at least at the very top of the division. The talent is there. If you looked at that team on the hoof the other night uh, here in Hattiesburg, that's not an untalented team. They're big. They're fast. They, their quarterback's pretty doggone good. Um, they got a big bruising running back, and they've got a, a quick defense. Why they have not been able to put everything together coming off of a, a season last year that looked like they were building towards some, you know, building toward a run, I can't answer. But uh, fortunately enough for the Golden Eagles, they're at least one more week away from putting it all together. I hope they do. I hope they put it together the rest of the way. Um, Big weekend coming up this week. We got another home game as the Golden Eagles uh, compete for bowl eligibility. Southern Miss sits at five and three right now. We'll be taking on the Charlotte 49ers. Now, why are they the 49ers? I don't. Was there a gold rust in Charlotte back at you know forty nine or something? You're absolutely right. Really? In in uh, in uh, the Charlotte, North Carolina, or Mecklenburg County, where Charlotte's located, is the first place in North America. The gold was discovered. Wow. And it, it carries through this day. There's not a lot of gold production going on in North Carolina at this point, but there's still some places that, you know, you can go do the souvenir, you know, tourist panning and things like that around Charlotte. It's also why Charlotte is one of the, the largest banking centers in the world. A lot of people don't realize that. But outside of New York City, uh, more banks have national and regional headquarters in Charlotte than they do anywhere else in the country. I did not know that. I only know that from back in my previous life when I was a banker, and I did work out of, uh, I worked for First National Bank of Arizona, and our East Coast headquarters was in Charlotte, not in New York City, and I had to go there once a month or so. Well, that's good to know. I mean, I've never seen a Golden Eagle in Hattiesburg outside of the zoo, but, uh, you know, I had no idea that. I was like, they just took a, a nickname of another team and for no good reason, but yeah. That's great. I had no idea about that. But anyways, kickoff this Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Um, it's going to be on TV, I believe, on the American Sports Network. All time, so the Mrs. 1-0 versus Charlotte. The first meeting was last year. This is also Military Appreciation Day. So if you would like to buy some tickets for the military, hit up the ticket office. Go to southernmiss.com. Check that out. Um, going to a great cause, obviously. After the game, 7.30 p.m., Eagle Palooza. The headliner this year is Kerry Hilson. Now, I just don't know if I'm getting old, but I absolutely have no idea who Carrie Hilson is. But I'm sure it'll be a great show. Um, I think she was an R&B artist from a few years ago. But I, I bring up that because her opener is a uh, is a friend of mine. His name is Leonard Oots. He is a comedian. I, I remember when he started a couple years ago. He was really hungry, trying to get some work. Now he's on Conan. He's been on. He's been passed at the Comedy Cellar in New York. His career has just really taken off in a very, very short period of time. I'm talking. He's he's been doing comedy maybe four years, and he's exploded. 
There so you go. I'm really excited that he's he's coming to campus. I, I really I think Eagle Blues will be fun. I wish it was kind of in a better capacity. It's tough playing a crowd outside like that, especially a rowdy crowd that's been in a game all day. But I'm sure Leonard will deliver. So just to recap, Conference USA real quick uh, last week. Pretty much every game win is expected. Western Kentucky defeated FAU 52-3. to Middle 10, uh, 42 over FIU 35. Louisiana Tech 61, Rice 16. UTSA 31, North Texas 17, ODU 31, and UTEP 21. And then the other game of note, like we talked about in the last show, Kentucky defeated Missouri 35 to 21, really shaping up like the, the Wildcats are making some noise in that Eastern division. Coming up this week, we've got Texas San Antonio at Middle Tennessee State. Of course, Charlotte's at Southern Miss. FAU is at Rice. FIU is at Western Kentucky. Louisiana Tech's at North Texas. Marshall's at Old Dominion. And Houston Baptist is at UTEP. So, Pretty much those games are all kind of favored to go the way you think they would. would. Southern Miss is all the way up to a 19.5-point favorite. I believe the line opened at 16, if I'm not mistaken. Middle 10 is a 20-point favorite over Texas San Antonio. Louisiana Tech is a 20.5-point favorite over North Texas. So most of those games are kind of going like you would think they would go. In the standings, Western Kentucky has the lead in the east. They're set at 4-1, and one, followed by Middle Tennessee at 3-1, and one, Old Dominion at 3-1 and one as well. And then in the west... Louisiana Tech at four and one in conference play. Southern Miss at three and one, and then Texas San Antonio at three and two, and the list goes down from there. So that's Conference USA this week. Coming back after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about Southern Miss basketball. Come right back to us right here on To the Top Talk on the Score fourteen hundred AM and News Radio ninety eight point one. Right here on To The Top Talk. All Southern Miss all the time. That's what we're here to talk about. Right now, we're going to change directions a little bit and talk a little Southern Miss basketball. We've got the first game coming up this Thursday night. That's November the 3rd. Southern Miss will be taking on Mississippi College, 7 p.m. at Reed Green Coliseum. And that is a free admission landing. You can yep. go and watch that game for free. Well, I watch all the games for free. Well, yeah, but, that's, that's a yeah. media privilege. But uh, you get to see what this Golden Eagle team's made of. One thing that, that I think is kind of intriguing, and, and one thing we've always, um, the Southern Miss fans have always kind of had some concerns about is height. And it looks like this may be one of the tallest teams we've had in a long time. Well, the good news is, uh, is that, that Southern Miss has their two best, or probably three best post players back with Rakeem Watts, uh, Tim Rowe, and also getting back. Um, also getting back the young man that was injured, you know, for the uh, for the uh, majority of last year, um, and uh, so that you know that's going to be that's going to be the the big the big thing early in the season is having those guys back and having Tim Rowe become a more productive player than he has been so far. I think he can get there. I think the post players are really benefiting under the uh, tutelage of. Uh, Clarence Weatherspoon, and they're going to need that because it looks like they're going to be without. Uh, it looks like they're going to be without uh, Price for the first few games of the season. And they've got a couple of transfers that are kind of sitting the year out. Will be here next year, so it's you know it's always a it's it's, it's going to be a rebuilding process for the next couple of years just to get back in the groove after the NCAA sanctions we had to go through a few years ago. So we got uh, Mississippi College 
Thursday night, 7 p.m. at Reed Green. Then on Monday, we get the rematch with William Carey. We owe him. We owe him after last year. So we get the Crusaders at Reed Grimm, 7 p.m. Monday night, November the 7th. Also in basketball news, the NBA D-League draft was this week, and we had a couple of uh, Golden Eagle players taken. In the first round with the 18th pick, the Austin Spurs took Maurice Bolden. Then in the third round with the eighth pick, the Reno Bighorns took Cortland Jackson. And then in the fifth round with the 10th pick, the Canton Charge took Chip Armelin. So it's good to see the former Golden Eagles get to continue their career um, in the D-League. Yeah, and it's good to see them to get to continue their career close to home, because like Jason Forte, so many Southern Miss uh, former Southern Miss players they they've they've had to go all around the world to continue their playing career, and and, it, and there's some positives with that. You get to see places and and experience things that that most people from South Mississippi never have the opportunity to do. But at the same time, it's very taxing and it takes a big toll on on the players and their family. That was a great documentary they had a few years ago about um, when. Uh, Dwayne Davis was playing in the D League. That was great stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I thought he may have a shot there after all that, but it just never, never materialized for him, for him in the NBA. But um, that was really cool. So congratulations to those guys. And how cool was it for Jason Forde to stop and take some time to come on the program? I didn't recognize him. I'm not. I'm not. When I said he was swole, he was legitimately swole. He had on a Southern Miss basketball jersey, which made it a little easier to identify him. But uh, Jason called me over and said, "Hey, this is Jason Forte." I was like, "Oh my god." I mean, he, he really did uh, kind of resemble the rock a little bit. He's he's uh, He's been pumping some iron overseas, that's for sure. Very nice. Very nice. Let's go back and talk a little bit more football. I kind of rushed through the whole conference, uh, conference USA there. But, you know, one of the things I like to look at is the national rankings. And, again, right now, Southern Miss after this week, total offense ranked 22nd in the country, 488 yards per game, ranked 16th in the country, on defense, total defense, 322 yards, 22 and a half yards per game. So anytime you're ranked in the top 25 on offense and defense, you're certainly doing something right. And hopefully that will continue. And hopefully those stats will only um, get better after this week. Ito Smith right now, 915 yards on the season. So should easily eclipse this thousand yard rushing mark. Um, he's got nine touchdowns, 20 tied for 25th in the country. His 915 yards, um, 13th in the country right now. Allen's A. Staggers at 696. So, you know, just needs another 304 yards to, to top 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. Anytime we have a, a, a passer that throws over 3,000, which Nick clearly will do, he's at uh, 2,335 <clears throat> yards right now, which ranks him 20th in the country, and a 1,000-yard rusher and a 1,000-yard receiver, I think it's a great year. I think that's a goal you have every year. Sure. So to be able to have that, I guess, two years in a row now is, is going to be really special. Um yeah, you may not get that second thousand yard uh, rusher this year, but uh, I'll tell you, it, it really lays out for this to be a very, very strong running game for the foreseeable future of Southern Miss. And you know, every weekend when I'm putting my notes together for this, I check the stats, and you made me aware of the stat last week. Southern Miss on defense, third down conversion percentage, .213, second in the country yeah. on stopping teams on third down. I mean, that's something you. You really don't pay attention to it unless it's not going well. Mm-hmm. But the Golden Eagles are really excelling on third downs right now. You know, Jamie, back a few years ago, um, when when Billy Bean and the whole Moneyball phenomenon hit baseball, and people started seeing how important that own base percentage was um, for the game of baseball, the third down conversion rate is kind of that new trendy, you know, metric 
that, that teams are beginning to look at and, and teams are beginning to put a lot of stock in. And, and Southern Miss is no different. And that's that's one of the things that, that Tony Pecoraro probably hits harder than, than just about anything else in practice is being good. And they call it the money down. The third down's the money down. And, um, and they it's a very, very high priority for this Southern Miss football team. I like that. I like that money down. And, and you know, is, I don't know if there's a hand sign. And there's for the fourth quarter. I don't know if there's one for the money down. They do the Manziel, I guess. Well, hopefully none of our players go down that path. All right. <laughs> one of the unfortunate uh, – you knew this was coming. You knew this was going to happen. Parker Seanfield missed a field goal this week. Still percentage of .923. Ah. Well, Dylan Bradley got it back for it by blocking a Marshall field goal. <laughs> That's right. All right, guys. We'll be right back in just a minute with Double more To The Top Talk. Top Jack in a cherry coke town. Mama and Daddy put the roots right here because this is where the car broke down. Yaladong school bus kicking. We are back for the final countdown, getting ready to shut it down here. J- just when you lose faith with, with producer Gene and his musical selections for the night, he, he comes strong. Gene's bringing it tonight. He's bringing it tonight. Um, let's shut it down, then we'll have some final thoughts here. Uh, special thanks to all my guests this week, my wife Melissa, my cat Lucy, Jaden Cooper, the my favorite Hosey brother, Justin Hosey, Jeremy Cooper, uh, Lee Chambliss, he's on Twitter at PoorBoy85, Jason Bailey, he's on Twitter at BumperJBailey, and then Jason Forte, you can find him on Twitter at IamJForte. A lot of inspirational messages coming out of that man, so be sure you give him a follow. You can follow us on Twitter at ToTheTopTalk. You can follow uh, me at Jamie underscore Arrington. You can follow the score fourteen hundred. The score fourteen hundred at the score fourteen hundred news radio at news radio ninety eight one, and you can follow Lanny at Big Gold Nation. All of that on Facebook as well. My upcoming comedy shows, I got a few I'm going to announce very soon, but one I'll tell you right now, I will be at the Thirsty Hippo on Friday, December the 9th for Holiday Ha Ha. It's our annual holiday show here in Hattiesburg. $5 cover, 8 p.m. Going to be a great time. You'll get to see 15 local comedians on that show. And then next week, I'll have a, I'll have a big show that I'm announcing for the end of December, which should be a great show. On next week's episode, we're going to give a recap of this week's Charlotte game and preview this Old Dominion game. And I got a really cool guest that's coming on, too, to talk about a book that he's written about a Southern Miss alumnus. So should be should be a good time if that were. I don't like to say it until I get it out there. But uh, anyways, you got any final thoughts on this upcoming Charlotte game this weekend, Lanny? You know, uh, this is the opportunity for Southern Miss to continue to to improve. Um, I, I think Charlotte is is going to create some, some unique challenges. But at the same time, I, I think it's a game that Southern Miss uh, really needs to, to – to take care of business and put it behind them as soon as possible. Well, thanks for joining me, Lanny. Thanks for coming on to help me out as always. So guys, don't miss it. Southern Miss versus Charlotte this Saturday, November the 5th. Kickoff is at 2.30 p.m. Get out there. Come out strong. Let's let's have a great showing for these Golden Eagles in our second-to-last home game. Also, it's military, military Appreciation Day, so be sure you call the ticket office and buy those tickets. Also, see us this Thursday night. You got free admission. No reason not to show up. Thursday 
November the 3rd. Southern Miss takes on Mississippi College in an exhibition game in basketball. Come out, support the Golden Eagles, and see what this 2016-2017 team is going to look like. Hopefully we can make some progress and start making waves to get back into the postseason at some point. You can, you can listen to this uh, program on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Be sure you go check us out. Give us a rating. Uh, give us a review. You know, uh, give us a uh, give us a share. Share with some Southern Miss fans. Let's help get the word out there. We'd love to get more coverage on this and, and more for you fans to get to and more of you fans to get to enjoy what we do. Like I said, I'm still heavily medicated from this weekend. You guys keep me in your thoughts and prayers. We'll see you right back here next week with more to the top talk on the score 1400 a.m and news radio 98.1 fm in hattiesburg and as always southern miss to the top talk